Hello and welcome to the Macabre Family Podcast. I am here with my mom. Hello. <laughs> Today we are talking about a Canadian serial killer. And what makes this case unique is he's one of the youngest serial killers in Cana- Canadian Canada history. <laughs> he was just 20 when he was arrested. He was 19 when he committed his first murder. So he's the youngest at 19? He wasn't. Uh, there was one that committed a murder at 17. Mm. That made, but <clears throat> he's but the second se- youngest. Second serial youngest. But when he was arrested, they uh, it was not known about the other three people he murdered. But his arrest was a lucky break for the RCMP. So let's start from the beginning. Royal Mounted. Royal Canadian Mounted, Mounted Police. Cody Legic Bakoff was born January 21st, 1990. By all accounts, growing up, Cody was just a normal kid. All his friends and family described Cody as a popular kid who played sports like downhill skiing and hockey. He had a good upbringing, wasn't abused in any way, was from a loving home. So this isn't your typical bad kid from the wrong side of track story. All I can picture is a a bunch of heads and Barbie dolls in a box under his bed. Yeah, right? (laughs) He was, apparently he was popular. He was like a redneck. He had a truck. He wore, you know, the camo hats. Just a typical Canadian boy. So this just shows you can't judge a book by its cover because this is not your typical serial killer. No. When I think of serial killer, you think of Ed Gein. Well, I guess he wasn't really a serial killer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, yeah, Kemper. but then again, you look at Ted Bundy. Yeah, I guess. You know, he's perfect in the world. But, but he, he hit a lot of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. That's why I was saying. Bobby heads under yeah. the bed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On November 27th, 2010, a RCMP um, saw a dark-colored pickup speeding onto British Columbia Highway 27 from a desolate logging road. The officer saw something speci- suspicious and pulled over the truck. So I guess he was speeding on top of coming off of a dirt road road that they don't use anymore yeah Yeah. this officer was officer keller he didn't have any idea that this traffic stop stop would help solve four murders and lock up a serial killer who all by all accounts was just getting started when officer keller walked up to the vehicle cody rolled the window down just enough so just like a couple inches so he could slide his idea out of of course yeah you can do that oh yeah but, I mean, it just, that says suspicious right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's doing that, they're either smoking pot or... Drinking. <laughs> yeah. Drinking. Or just murdered or somebody. Or just murdered. <laughs> the ob- observant officer noticed that Cody had blood smear on his face on his right cheek. When he asked why the heck he had blood on his face, Cody claimed he had clubbed a deer to, be- to death. Oh, yeah. Because, in his words, I'm a redneck. That's what we do for fun. That's idiotic. That's, that's gross. That's idiotic. For one, so that statement has so many problems. If you find out what he did... You already know. Yeah, he, <laughs> he clubbed a deer, but he he didn't. And we'll, he must have clubbed somebody. How the heck do you sneak up on a deer to club it? Good question, right? You know, you have to be an avid hunter to shoot it with a bow because you have to be pretty stealthy. He claimed that his friend was there too and he was going to dispose of the deer. Why? 
bring it home and eat it (laughs) (laughs) so finding out yeah so finding out what cody had did to the women he killed his his what he said to the officer was half true except for wasn't deer that he loved yeah yeah everything he said was true but what he did and he said it was for fun so in the span of one year we'll find out now what cody did said he did was poaching and that is illegal the officer was asked him out of his truck and his truck was searched upon him exiting his truck they took note of his shorts covered in blood splatters as well as blood on his legs this is november yeah this is (laughs) november in canada why is he wearing shorts oh didn't catch that there was snow yeah (laughs) you know like you see those people that wear shorts all year year round in flip-flops until snow as this was happening his statement made officer kelly keller put cody under arrest for poaching under the canada wildlife act and he called the conservation officer to find the deer that Cody had, quote-unquote, beaten to death. Easily found? Yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. In the search of Cody's truck, they had found many suspicious items. They found a monkey backpack, and in that backpack, they found a wallet containing a children's hospital ID with the name Lauren Leslie on it. They also found a multi-two with a knife in it. So kind of like a Leatherman? Yep. yep. A Swiss Army knife and yep. a wrench, both of which had blood on them. Yeah, murder, murder. Clearly, what do they call it murder bag. Well, so the backpack wasn't his. That it was, was like a little stuffed monkey, but yeah, yeah, a yeah. backpack. A kid's backpack. Uh, girls. Girls. So yeah, but that's she's gonna be a young teenager. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> she always jumping ahead. Um, the conservation officer was following the tracks made by Cody's truck. At the end of the track, he came across a horrific scene. He found blood all over the place on the snow and stuff. And then he found the body of Lauren Leslie. Now we are going to pause the story and go backwards a little bit. Talk about the victim that edited Cody's killing and save most likely countless countless lives. Because I, as well as everybody involved in this case, believe Cody was just getting started. Was um, that anywhere near the Highway of Tears? Oh, hey, funny story. We don't talk about it right now, but okay. I bring it up at the end. Okay. If any of you don't know, what is the Highway of Tears? Let me get to the oh, uh, end okay. of my script. All right, never mind. <laughs> go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> I don't bring it up at all during okay. the case. Sorry. But I do have quite a bit I talk about of it. So Lauren Leslie was 15 years old. She was born January 15, 1995. If you didn't know her, you wouldn't have any idea that she had anything wrong with her. She was a happy girl. She was full of life. She loved art and was a very talented artist. A lot of my information on Leslie came from an investigation discovery show called Web of Lies. It was called Virtual Hitchhiker, if you want to give it a check out. In that episode, we hear from Leslie's dad, her sister, as well as her grandmother and her friend. Her grandmother showed drawings that Leslie did, and they were absolutely beautiful. Like, one was 3D strawberry, flowers. Mm -hmm. She was really, really good. Really talented. Yep. As I said, you wouldn't know anything was wrong with her, except that she wore really thick glasses, which I can relate to (laughs) a little bit, a little bit. The reason she wore thick glasses is because she had iris coloboma, which is a rare disease. It is a defect in the iris of your eye that causes, like, a keyhole effect. So I looked up pictures, and it... The iris goes all the way down. So, okay. It, like a cat eye or... 
No, like it looks like a keyhole. Like it's still the yep. circle, and then it goes that down. Line that yeah. goes down like an older keyhole. They had caused her to have 75% vision loss in one eye and 50% vision loss in the other. Hmm. What? But never brought her down. She was bullied a lot for her glasses being so thick, but she took it well. And I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> she had two siblings, a brother and a sister. They adored her, and she was a ray of light to all her friends and family. She was, as all teenagers, obsessed with being online. She was introduced to Nexopia from her friend. It's like a Facebook, but a bit different. Yeah. The creator of the site even states on his tagline, why use Nexopia? Because your mom's on Facebook. So it's like a place for kids to... <laughs> for kids to go. Be kids and, and not do be, wrong things. Well, and not be looked at over by their parents. It's yeah. a sneaky yeah. In the case of Cody, though, a place to stalk victims and harass them for sexual pictures. Mm-hmm. This is where Cody and Lauren started interacting. They would exchange messages on there. At the time this was happening, Lauren was 15 and Cody was 20. They decided to meet up on the night she died. Was she he t- talking sweet to her or no. just befriending her? Like, they were friends, yeah. but he kept asking her for sexual pictures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, like asking her what she liked to do sexually, stuff yeah. like that. She told her mom she's going to a friend's house and was told to be home at a specific time. I think it was like 1 a.m. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He ended up, she had a tattoo, too. Really? 15, yeah. But, I mean, um, might yeah. be different up in Canada. I don't know. Parents' consent? Yeah, I mean. As you know. Well, I didn't get a tattoo in us. You got a belly, belly piercing at 14. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 13. 13. <laughs> Mother freaked. Uh, he ended up picking up Lauren on the swings of her school. Nikki, you went with Hunter to get her ta- her piercing. How old was she? 14, 15. 15? Oh. Well, she's a baby. And then, she and gets then 10 she years wants. after, don't forget, you're 10 years apart, so times change. 10 for me and Hunter, 17. 17. 16. Oh. <laughs> so it's almost 20 years apart. Oh my God, yeah. Times change. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hunter's just the baby gets whatever she wants. Back to the night she was found. The RCMP officer found Lauren's body. Cody was arrested, and the officer asked him multiple times, do you want a lawyer? Do we want us to call you a lawyer? He kept saying, no, I want to call my dad. So he's like, no, just call my dad. Just call my dad. So, um... That's crazy. He is. Girlfriend, when he was arrested, his girlfriend showed up. I don't put that in here, but I read it. His girlfriend showed up, and he's like, I just want you to believe me. He was, like, engaged. Oh, my word. Yeah, and he was going and having relationships online, and then... Yeah, 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 doing the crazy stuff. Yep. But he was, well, he was a normal kid, and this is what happened. Yep. He opened a back door. So, let's get into the many stories Cody told police that night. First, he said he stumbled across the body of Lauren while he was exploring the area. Mm-hmm. And this was after yeah. he told the police at the scene he... Blungeoned a deer. Clubbed a deer to death, Yeah. <laughs> Then he admitted he knew Lauren and they had been talking to her by text and chat from a website, also known as Nixopia. He called, he claimed that they drank some alcohol he had bought and then drove towards Fort St. James, where Lauren knew some people. Then once again, his story changed. First, he denied they had sex. Then he admitted they had sex. So in the middle of drinking alcohol and driving, they had sex. On the way to Fort St. James, they stopped again to have sex and go four-wheeling. That's where Cody claims Lauren went, in his words, psycho. What he does to this girl trying to ruin her reputation. It, oh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. She started talking about hating her mother and wanting to kill herself. 
Then all of a sudden, she grabbed a pipe wrench from his truck floor and started hitting herself with it. Oh, oh yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. And then, after she hit herself with a pipe wrench multiple times, picked up the Leatherman knife and started and stabbing, stabbing herself. herself in the neck. What an idiot. He said soon after, Lauren was out of the truck and on the ground in the snow with stab wounds to her neck. He said he was too shocked to give her first aid, but he did drag her body 15 away, feet away from her truck, then got in his truck and left. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, 2010? When was this? 2010, yeah. 2010. DNA? Oh, yeah. Well, you just wait, lady. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what? I just, he blames her. That's what bothers me. Is he's trying to say this is her fault. She, a, she killed herself with a pipe wrench and then stabbed herself. Yeah, well, if you listen to a lot of cases, they, you know, tend to even rape cases. Well, they wanted it. Yeah. The one, you know. Well, Did you, she, speaking of that, I found this out. Did you know in the middle of sex, if you want to take away your consent, you can, and they have to stop. So say you're yeah. having sex and you don't like it anymore. You can say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. And that's you taking if away your consent. And it's right. Yep. Yep. So, Fun facts. Fun facts, but then you. on the other side, it's like some girls usually, some girls there's people, push it too far. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. just play that game. Oh, yeah. So there's some that do, there's, and that's what makes it hard for people that don't exactly to be taken seriously. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, going off talk a little bit but there's a case I want to do it's um, the leader of Scientology's mother David Miscavige yep. she died of shotgun wounds suicide multiple to the chest okay how do you multiple shoot yourself in the chest automatic with gun with somebody else pointing it at you exactly I want to look into it because it just it seems sketchy and I've listened to the podcast uh, Leah Remini does yeah uh, said, oh the Scientology yeah and she they talk about it and there's a podcast with that mm-hmm. oh. it's called Scientology Fair Game and they talk about what Scientology does when somebody leaves and speaks out yeah, yeah. the stalking and all that stuff oh. it's really good it's and I like scary. Leah Remini she's pretty, I do she's, she's I do hot too. shit I can't believe she was dragged into it well, born into it basically. Born her mother dated a guy, her stepfather, and he was got into it. So she got into it, yeah. and the, the whole thing. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> so, if she did this, as he claims, he would just leave a person bleeding to die, and do nothing, which bothers me. But no matter how you put it, he's rotten, mm-hmm. rotten, rotten, rotten. The truth about Lauren's murder is much more than what he said. Lauren went to meet Cody under the guise of friendship. She even stated that in the message, police is recovered. She specifically said nothing sexual for when they meet. She specifically said she did not want to do anything. Yep. She thought she was going to meet a friend. She was wrong and died because of that. Lauren died that night from blood loss and brain injury caused from multiple blows to to her head from a heavy object. In this case, it was a pipe wrench. Of course. The blood loss was from several stab wounds to her neck. According to the ME, her injuries to her head, which Cody said caused herself, were too severe to be caused by herself, as was the stab wounds. Mm -hmm. So he said he could have hit her head, self in the head multiple times, but she wouldn't have been able to stab herself. She could have stabbed herself, but then she wouldn't have been able to hit Hit herself herself in the head. head. So either way. He was doomed. 
Also, she had defensive wounds on her hands that showed she tried to sun- defend herself from Cody. She had multiple fractures to her fingers and bruising to her wrist. Like baby. she put her yeah, hands up or he grabbed her wrist. Yeah. Um, she had multiple fractures to her. Like oh. he had blood and DNA from Lauren on his shirt and shorts and shoes. He also had Lauren's cell phone in the pocket of his shorts. He had the Leatherman tool with her blood and DNA yep. on its interior surfaces in the cargo pocket of his shorts. So he had the knife in his and pants. And his pants. And the, he kept the backpack. Yeah, no shit. The pipe wrench had blood and DNA from Lauren, and that was found in the cab of his truck. Lauren's backpack, wallet, and ID were sitting on the passenger seat of his pickup truck. This was all there when they searched his truck and him that night. This is why he got caught. Thankfully, he did, because when the police searched his home, they came upon evidence to prove this wasn't his first time committing murder. Oh, we kept little things, little trinkets from his kill. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I shook my head, no. He didn't keep souvenirs. Okay. Um, As every say, well, not everyone, but... They they do a lot. Yeah, they do. The evidence they found would help close three more cases and give three more families closure. Computer? Oh, it's fine. It had been reported about how the three other victims lived a high-risk lifestyle. How they were sex workers and had drug problems. I don't really see the relevance... Did I say that? Revelant? Yeah. To get into here. Um, It was brought up a lot in the press and during the trial. And I think the defense tried to make them look bad. The, yeah, the people who got killed. Mm-hmm. Just because they weren't missing people. I mean, people... Well, they were. They, uh, they, they were missing, but I mean, people weren't missing them. No, no, they were. That was the difference. That was the difference? They were loved. Their families missed them immediately when they didn't return. Gotcha. They lived these high-risk lifestyles, but they had they all had kids. Yeah. They all saw their kids. They all and lived with their words, families. In other words, it was a high-risk lifestyle, but they were making the money, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Make a home. I think that Cody used this lifestyle to get close to him in... Thought he could kill them and no one would miss him. Yeah. And I think this is why, hot take, sex work should be legal. Yeah, yeah, well. Personally, we wouldn't have the less dead thoughts when it came to this if that was the case. If it was legal, there would be receipts. We could track the people they were with. He's so right, because right now marijuana's up there, you know what I mean? Back in the day, marijuana was just like this. Oh, oh my God, they smoke was, reefer. They smoke reefer. And some people were still serving sentences for 20 pounds a pot. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The last prisoner project. Check it out, people. Okay. But, like, even health care for them. So they're not well going to... So much revenue. Mm-hmm. You know, for the... For, Tax it? For the state of Maine, anyways, now. Well, I know some places it is. Yeah. Waffles and stuff. Um, Colorado. I mean, I'm just talking yeah. marijuana industry, but it's probably twice as bad because everybody wants sex. <laughs> exactly right. Not everybody wants to smoke pot. Okay, but we digress okay. <laughs> again. <laughs> I wonder if there's male prostitutes. I'm just oh, kidding. I'm sure oh, there is. <laughs> uh, Jill Stacy Sichenko was born December second, nineteen seventy-three. She was a mother of six. Four boys and two girls. When she died, she was 35 years old. She was last heard from on October 9th, 2009. While many Canadians were enjoying their Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving in Canada is in October. 
Well, that's their Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> because we were totally settled separately. Yeah. Jill was dying, uh, basically, when everybody was eating their Thanksgiving. Oh. Jill was missing for 17 days before she was found. Her body was found buried in a shallow gravel... Gravel. Shallow grave in a gravel pit in the city of Prince George on October 26, 2009. How Jill died was absolutely brutal. Once again, think about how Lauren died, and this is his first murder that we know about. This is where he was getting his footing as how to kill people. So she suffered even more. Oh, yeah. She suffered massive blunt hits to the back and right side of her head and face. This caused scalp lacerations, skull fractures, and cerebral contusions. There was also bruising to her forehead, forearms, and upper arms. So, again, she was trying to defend herself. Yep. Um, Knife? Nope. Just beat her to death. Uh. When her body was found, they took DNA samples from under her fingernails and from various parts of her body. Guess what they found? If you know what I mean. Her yeah. anal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Sexually um, abused, too? Sexually assaulted? So they think that... I'll get into it, but they think in the trial they talk about he Consensual. becomes a sex offender because he committed um, sexual assault either before, during... Or after. There's no proof of after. Right. But before and during the, yeah. the beating. Yeah. So, like, he was having sex with her. That's pot- That could have been the bruise. Raping her while he's holding her down and then beating her. So they took the DNA samples, but at the time, the DNA profile only had an unknown male since Cody had never been in trouble. In the system, right? He wasn't even on the radar. No, he was a good old boy. No, it wasn't until he was arrested for the murder of Lauren that his DNA was matched. They were also able to match more of Jill's DNA in places of Cody's home. They found it in the basement of his house, which is, they found an actual bloodstain. That oh, contained what? Jill's DNA. Um, I think His it was clothes. No, on the in the carpet. This led them to believe that Jill was murdered in the basement of Cody's house yeah. at one five one zero Kearney Street on Thanksgiving weekend, two thousand nine, while his roommates were gone. So over a year later, when he was caught, Jill's blood and DNA was still at the place he killed her, and he had moved out. Thank God for bad cleaners. I Yeah, that's not us. <laughs> it helped them get caught, so thank goodness that they didn't take care of that place. Well, even even if you try to blot the stain out, the, yeah, there's going to be, I'm sure, aluminol, unless it's like painted over, which we already They showed learned. pictures in the documentary, and the couch where they find, uh, it's either Natasha or Cynthia's You blood. can see the stain. Oh, yeah. Oh, come uh, on. But under the cushion and on the carpet. Like, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they made no effort to clean it. <sighs> Natasha Lynn Montgomery was born March 14th, 1987. She was only 23 years old when she was murdered. So, that's, like, really close to my age. So, yeah. yeah. That's Nikki's age, actually. Yep. Now, did... What's the span of all these? A year. A year. One year. I think I get into the exact time frame, but... October 2009, and then... Lauren was murdered November 2010. So Jeez. literally a year. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. It's kind of scary to see that a lot of people in this place are, case are close to my age. Yeah, well. At 23, Natasha was a mom to two kids, a boy and a girl. She did struggle with drugs, and due to this, she was in jail and released two weeks before she went missing. It is believed that she had been killed either August 31st or September 1st, 
2010. So this is 2010 now. Because she wasn't heard from on the first, like she told a friend she would. Natasha has never been found. The no. reason... Yeah, no. The reason, though, we can tie Cody to her and know she was murdered because of all the evidence that was found. At his apartment or house. Starting with the shorts he was wearing when he was arrested. Were they... They were on her... Blood of hers were on there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are his killing shorts. Right? It yeah. must be. Why else would he be wearing them? Yeah. And for a kid that's... Seems so smart and a good old boy. You think he'd be a little bit more smart? Harder? Yeah. Um, so not only did they find Lauren's DNA, they found Natasha's DNA in those shorts. Um, then we go to his house. His sheets, comforter, and his box spring, you know, the bottom mattress? Yes. Had blood and DNA on it from Natasha, so, as well as the linoleum floor in the dining room, the carpet from the floor right outside Cody's bedroom. So this is the carpet I was talking about. You can see the actual this, blood. Oh, yeah. So this is a different apartment. In a so bath in mat from his bathroom. He's, he's stained, so he's killed in each apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These all contain blood and DNA from Natasha. They also found a hoodie that had DNA from Natasha on the neck, so she had worn it. So, with all the DNA spread all over the house, they believe her death was brutal and violent. They checked, they tested 33 more items. Different, yeah, different spots. Curtains, walls, ceiling, found her so DNA and stuff everywhere. She, blunt, I mean, yeah. They could surmise this because they found an axe with DNA all over it and blood. Oh, so she was axed? The handle and the axe head. They think he either killed her with the axe or at least used the axe to cut her up. It's like a big splatter. Yeah. It's still out there and hopefully one day somebody will find it to help the family heal because, God forbid. So, next we have... Cynthia Frances Mass was born May 29th, 1975. Um, Number four? Yes. Okay. She Well, this is technically three. Lauren would have been four. Four. All right. She was 35 years old when she was killed. She had one daughter. She was last seen on the night of September 10th, 2010. So he killed... Too young, too old. Natasha, September 1st, 2010. And then he killed... Um, Cynthia, September 10th, so literally nine days. Yeah. She had been missing for one day shy of a month before she ended up being found. She was found in a somewhat remote area of LC Gun Park by two police officers patrolling the area. Cynthia's murder was no less brutal than all the others. Apparently this was his M.O., to beat them to death. Yeah. He would overpower them, rape them, and then beat them to death. Stabbing in this one? I don't no. Real tough guy. Yeah. I'm assuming he stabbed Lauren because she actually put up a, a fight. A, a real fight. fight, yeah. I am just curious of what his problem is. What was his mother like? What was his father like? Every, every, Everybody normal, says every, normal, but yeah, normal. I Maybe he just had something wrong in his brain. Ah. Cynthia suffered several massive blunt force trauma blows to the head and face. This caused fractures to her face, as well as fractured ribs, a right clavicle, and scapula. So, right here. Yeah, in the shoulder, collarbone. Yeah, so he, like, like he need on it? I don't know. He, uh, he could have oh, just bludgeoned. Uh, so, remember how you were asking about stabbing? Yes. She had penetrating injuries to her right chest and neck and damage to her vertebrae, but this this wasn't stabbed. You want to... Ooh. Yeah. So... 
She also had all the bruisings on her hands and wrists, just like all the other ladies, caused by her trying to defend herself. Yeah, yeah. The thing that all these women really have in common was the will to live and to fight to the death with their attacker. So they made sure to get their DNA all over him. They fought, you can see, with their hands being broken and bruised. They did all they could to try and survive, and they showed that in the trauma of their bodies. When they searched Cody's truck, they came across a woman's black sweater tucked behind the driver's seat, and this had Cynthia's DNA on it. They also found a white sock that had Cynthia's blood on it. In his apartment, they found a pair of shoes with Cynthia's DNA on them. He must be really messy and disgusting. kidding, right? Hi! Hazel's here. Say hi! So we have a special other little guest here today, Miss Hazel. Say hi! She nods, she doesn't want to talk. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. There she goes. <laughs> so in his apartment, they found the murder weapon. A pickaxe. Oh, for crying out loud. It's called a pickaroon. So, yeah, yeah. It's flat on white. Well, not flat, but kind of like comes out like this and then yeah. pick the other end. It's different than a pickaxe. It looks thinner. Oh, so they it's smaller, yeah. Oh, More so compact. Pick on both sides. Yep. So about two months after he murdered Cynthia is when he murdered Lauren. So he had three murders in two months. Two months, yeah. yeah. So we've come back around to Lauren. As I said before, why he got caught and why they found all the evidence they found for the other murders. So in the span of a year or so, Cody Cody murdered four women. This is proof he was gearing up for a real long streak of murders if he didn't get caught. Every murder was getting closer and closer together in time frame. Yep, so he's yep. getting ready for what they call... A big explosive. A um, berserker mode is what they call it. Berserker mode. When yep. they all... It's like all just boom, 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 boom. Just, just one go, after go, the go, other. Go. Now, he did this all in kind of the same area, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody even... Right around where he lived. Gee, nobody even picked up on it. So, thank God he didn't get caught. I mean, he did Yeah! <laughs> thank God he did it, and he got caught. Psycho! Right? I, see, I feel sorry for the victims. Thankfully, though, he was stopped before there was more. And you got to hand it, I guess, to Lauren. They did a good job. Yeah. They now, just... Well, this is in America. <laughs> yep, right. They... But, I mean, it's every case is different. Sometimes they actually put in effort. This time... They did. Somebody was watching out. Yeah. You got to hand it to the um, police officer who actually pulled him over and was like, something's wrong. Yeah, something's up with this. Yeah. Now we go to his trial. His defense attorney tried to paint awful pictures of the victims. Oh, come on. Of course, right? It's all their fault. Bringing up their (laughs) lifestyles. Actually, in the case of Lauren, her dad was on the witness stand. Yep. Yep. And the defense lawyer said... Well, isn't your daughter psychotic? What? Yeah, he called her psychotic. Poor baby. And he said, no, she had anxiety, and it was a normal girl. Like, he held himself. But when he was talking to the reporters, he had a cut on his lip because he was biting his lip so bad. Yeah. To not say anything. Yeah. Well, it's hard to hear what people are trying to paint as your child. Exactly. When you know, I mean, put you on... Mama mode. Right. Mama bear mode. So do you... Cody never admits his guilt. He's absolutely gross. Nothing. No. 
What What do you think you do? He blamed her, the Lauren. What do you? How do you think he's going to explain these three other people? You don't know. No, I um, mean they, they. They. I don't know. I mean, how <laughs> he do you claims he yeah. tries to blame it on three different people, saying he was there for the murders but didn't participate. Okay. Yeah, you may ask, who are these people? If you're gonna blame three other people, who are they? Nothing. Oh. He calls them X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. X, Y, and Z. Because he doesn't want to go to jail labeled as a rat. So he knew no matter what he was going to jail, he could throw blame on anybody. Throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. If he named anybody, I wonder they would have to take it seriously. They would. Uh, But he'd have to go and yeah. But he's not going to because there is nobody out there. He didn't want to name anybody because, yeah, like, he didn't want to be a rat, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. He claims he had sex with the woman, and then these nameless people did the killing, and he couldn't stop them. Oh, fucking please. Oh, fucking please. But he's done. Right? So, this is why this doesn't work. It would be number one. This is I, You can hear the dog drinking. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he's not barking. There was he's no sorry. other DNA at the scene or on the weapons. So I'll say it louder. There was no DNA of anyone else but the victims and Cody. He was caught dead the rights, wanted to throw blame at anything and anyone else so he didn't have to admit his wrongdoing. The murder of Lauren, one he couldn't throw to any stranger because he was basically caught. Yep, yep. He said that she, he hit her maybe one or two times as a mercy killing because she was dying. Oh, before she killed herself. Yeah, and now she was just helping her along. He was a hunter, and you, you can't leave a dying animal oh my God. in misery. What the fuck? <laughs> so what, what about, where's his parents? So they're there supporting him. Are they supporting People him? People were supporting him in, like, comments, like, saying... They just couldn't good. even believe it. No, I'm sure. No. This guy, oh, he makes me so mad. When I was typing this, it was like, I kept having to go back and forth because I was getting angry. <laughs> ah. When none of that worked, he tried to get second-degree murder. His defense attorney basically begged the jury to come back with second-degree. The jury saw through all the bullshit Cody and his first attorney degree. did and charged this piece of shit with first-degree murder. Yep. So that comes with life in prison without the possibility of parole, parole for 25 years. Fast forward to today, recently... He got moved to a minimum medium security jail as a serial killer. They moved him. People are medium security. I don't maximum security to medium minimal. Yeah, minimal. People are fucking pissed. Well, can he leave? Can he? I don't think so. But it's just work. You know what I mean? It's just less security. He now has more access to stuff that maximum you can't have anything. Media different. Right. Right. So. Uh. He has also added to the sex offender registry because he committed sexual assault during the murders. The judge in the case was an absolute badass and told Cody what he <laughs> thought of him on multiple occasions. He saw through all the bullshit. And he's, this judge is known for that. Like, yeah, he does yeah. not have time. He doesn't take crap. For shit. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going, sure when, you, you, yeah. when you're sitting on the thing for so many years, you kind of, you, you can s- pick them. See, you see that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to include a couple quotes from the judge himself to show you what I'm talking about. His name is Judge Glenn Parrott. One of his quotes from the trial was about the women in this case. A process that can sometimes lose perspective through the use of labels, which sometimes masks and obscures the people behind those labels. So he's basically saying, don't take what the defense 
or anyone's going to label them as as a sex worker, as a drug addict. Right. Take them for what happened to right. them. He wanted to make sure the women were humanized and not held on just what they did for a living. The judge, after the verdict was read, said he lacks any shred of empathy or remorse. For the record, this is not a man, this is a monster, and he should never be allowed to walk among men again. <laughs> right? He is not playing. <laughs> now, as my mom mentioned earlier, and I didn't want to touch on till I could have a, a little area for itself, was the Highway of Tears. Two of Cody's victims were actually First Nations people, Aboriginals. All this happened a stone's throw away from the Highway of Tears. So okay. it wasn't on it, it was near it. Yeah. And if you've never heard of the Highway of Tears, I, I beg you to look into it. It's insane. Since the late 1960s, women have been going missing and been murdered on the stretch of road. Most of these women are face First Nations. 1980 to 2012, the RCMP has recorded a, over 1,100 cases of Aboriginal women, murders, or unresolved disappearances. 1,100. Since for 1980, 32 years. Now, how long is this stretch of highway, do you know? It's very long. Yeah. 400. And there's, it's desolate. Desolate. So this is what I talk about, too, is, that, I mean, it's a big road. These many women have gone missing and are being murdered. This is a road where there's no public transport. A lot of these people don't have cars. Yeah. Don't have access to cars. So, so the only thing they can do is hitchhike, yeah. and they still do it. There's posters all over the road that's like saying, do please don't do that. Yeah. They show pictures of the missing women, the murdered women, because there's still lots and lots of women missing. Mm-hmm. The RCMP is only taking care of 18 cases right now. Out of 1,100. Oh, yeah. There's more. That's only 2012. That's right, right. That's a lot. So they mean they still be happening. Say they have to go to the doctors. They can't get a ride. They don't there's have no a car. Bus system. There's absolutely no bus system no, at all. Did that's they the big thing. they going to get like solar powered cameras now? You know, some CCTV? Or just get a damn bus. Get a well, bus system for these that women. brings them back and forth. So I know there are ways that. If you're wondering, what, what can I do to help? I live in America. This is a problem for everyone, to be honest. We're women. Can't we're not first. Canada. Yeah, we're not <laughs> First Nations. We're not natives, but we are women regardless, and we need to be there to help protect all other women. So United. check, yeah, check out the websites. Help where you can. You may think that you helping is just a tiny little drop in a big bucket. But one drop could be a tipping point that dumps the bucket to help all these people. So keep that in mind, friends. That is the case of Cody Legabokov. Woo! He's such a piece of shit. Legabokov? Legabokov. We'll leg bock off. <laughs> right? He can fuck off. <laughs> I hope you liked the story i will not like it but you know what i mean i hope you liked our telling of this story this tragic story but hopefully this piece of garbage stays in jail forever never to see light of day again never to hunt fish with his family again doesn't deserve it nope keep it spooky everyone have a great week Bye. bye